You are now listening to the Motivational Mentors Podcast with your hosts, Luke Burrows. Touch on morning routines. I think people have to find something that works for them. And Arsenio Buck. Hey, Arsenio, let's go party. Hey, party. If someone asked me to party right now, Luke, come on. What the hell's a party? A party? A party for what? Guys, welcome back to Motivational Mentors. Of course, I'm your host, Arsenio, and my sidekick, Luke Burrows over here. He's got a little, he, he's, he's under the weather, guys. So just as I was probably about a week, week and a half ago. So I do apologize. And you know what? Luke is still here. Luke is all right and whatnot. We'll get into Luke real quick. But you know what? Today is about Nathan, man. Nathan, Luke and Nathan, they've recently connected and we've connected and you know what? Just seeing people pursue their passion, pursue their purpose, and you know what? Being labeled as this and that, but still overcoming that. Nathan has a lot of things that he's going to share with us this evening or whatever you guys actually listen to this. And so, Nathan, man, much appreciation for coming on. And Luke, are you guys there? Yeah, man. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, I'm here, man. I'm here. So, yeah, guys, as Arsenio said, I'm a little a bit <laughs> under the weather, you know, throwing, like, headache and, like, oh, yeah, where am I? What day is it? But, um, but no, guys, I'm good. And, um, yeah, I want to throw, like, be throwing in some questions here and there for Nathan. But, Nathan, yeah, thank you for jumping on. And, um, and yeah, so let's just, like, kick this off then. And um, could you explain to the listeners um, who the hell is Nathan Todd? <laughs> yeah. So. There's a lot to who is Nathan Todd. And I think to get the most impact out of my story, it actually goes all the way back to when I was born. So I am someone who has cerebral palsy. And what does that mean? That means when I was born, I weighed four pounds, 10 ounces, and I was born eight weeks premature. So when I came into the world, I was already fighting to survive. Now, along with all the things that come with cerebral palsy, it meant that a lot of labels came along with that diagnosis. There were lots of uh, lists that my parents got, like, I may not be able to walk. I may not be able to talk. Um, I'm going to have issues with uh, my vision, possibly. So there is a big list of not necessarily a whole lot of things that I couldn't do or can't do. But there was a whole list of what I possibly could not do. Um, and then you start to get older. Um, and like through elementary school, you don't notice that anything is necessarily different because kids just see other kids. <laughs> but it starts to change in middle school. And the 
whole transformation we all go through in middle school, figuring out who the heck we are, who we want to be in the world starts to take over and and we start to place a lot of judgment on things. And that's when you start to see uh, those labels really, really start to take hold um, of your identity, I believe. <sighs> because in middle school, I moved to a new city when I started middle school. And I was what I perceived to be bullied. So I left school and was homeschooled for a little bit. Then I um, I did the homeschool thing and I was like, this is not cool. I need to be around other kids. I can't just be by myself. Um, and so I went back into mainstream school and had my whole high school experience. Everything was good. I then graduated college. And for a year after graduating, I would go on all these interviews and do great on phone interviews. And as soon as I walked in the door, I could tell that it was a waste of time. I could already see the judgment and the the labels already pop up about who I was as a person just because of my physical appearance and how I moved with my body. Mm. And Nathan, um, do, do you mind sharing with the audience like some of the labels that people put on you? Yeah, man. Um, so I think the most powerful label in and of itself is the label of being someone with a disability. And it doesn't matter what disability that is. And so there's a, a notion in society that uh, labels someone with a disability as someone who can't do things for themselves. Um, a good a good story, an example of how that's shown up for me before is I was going to get a new a new bed. Like I needed a new bed. <clears throat> and so I was going to the store to check out the the stuff and I just happened to have my mom go along with me. Right? And so the whole time I'm looking at the bed, I'm trying to decide what it is I want to get. The salesperson never spoke directly to me about what I wanted. They assumed that my mom was making all the decisions, even when my mom told them 
that I was the person buying the bed and they needed to talk to me. Mm. Uh, so that's one of the things. And a lot of times what I hear is people want to be seen for the people that they are, but they ultimately feel like the only thing that people see is their disability. Yeah, and I mean, Arsenio, um, in terms of like the whole label things, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm just assuming and guessing, like, is that, um, have you like experienced that yourself? Yeah, I mean, oh man, labels, of course, man, you, but of course we already know, of course, the Thailand story and whatnot, but, you know, being labeled black, I feel that, you know, I've been going into some really dark places, you know, in my subconscious mind over the past 36 hours to see if there's anything in there that's still emulating and like replicating in my daily life today. And I feel that I could pinpoint a specific year, of course, Nathan, you were talking about during your childhood being labeled and whatnot, um, you know, 2002, that was my first encounter at the age of 14 of racism. I didn't know what that was. Uh, I didn't know what the word Negro was. A, a girl who I actually had the uh, crush on at that time. Uh, I remember I told my friend to go over there, talk to her. Uh, he came back and he was laughing. He's like, she says she doesn't like Negroes. A month later, I remember Halloween night, 2002. There was a car swerving all over the world. Four Caucasians in the car. They stopped at the corner after narrowly missing me. And the guy yelled out the N-word. And I'm like, over the over the course of three months, I encountered three just just degrading, uh, you know, just three massive forms of racism. And next thing you know, I didn't necessarily start seeing my, you know, my my life as black and white, but that's what they label me as out there in America. And I didn't know that until, of course, going to Australia in 2011 x amount of years later and i remember i told this australian dentist he said what are you and i'm like i'm black he said excuse me i said i'm black he said don't ever say that again what's your heritage you're brown what's your heritage and then i realized that whoa i come from a place where we are labeled as white and black you know what i mean and it's terrifying so again i've been through those labels and whatnot again experiencing that at a very, very early age, ultimately does influence uh, what your belief system unravels into, you know, over the next X amount of years for however long you want to. So it's all about destroying that belief and just, re, you know, reinventing yourself. So Nathan, um, when you started hearing these labels and you go into a store and they're saying, oh, your, your mother makes a decision. You're like, no, I can do this. You know, what were those feelings and how did you ultimately end up like, you know, start nipping away at, you know, taking away those labels? Oh, man. So I think first and foremost, uh, the most important thing was the support system I had around me. because the other people in my uh, family and in my immediate support group were able to see me just as Nathan and not see uh, those labels. So I had a strong belief system already. Um, 
But it's challenging when you are trying to be your own person in the world and people all the time don't necessarily speak directly to you. Um, One of the things I would say is, um, and I've been talking about this recently uh, on, on my show and through, through my social media is a lot of times when you, when you get that, you have a feeling of fear and a feeling of anger that comes through. And when that comes up, it totally impacts how you communicate in the world. Um, So you see a lot of people who show up and they're just very angry and it's just from a place of not being valued. So one of the things I would say I started doing that supported the whole idea of challenging labels was um, in my previous job before this, I got the opportunity to uh, work with a lot of students in the school system with disabilities. And um, part of nipping away at the labels is being able to realize that, and and that's kind of why I chose to talk about using labels, right? Because we all go to these events and we have our names on labels. Hello, my name is Nathan, right? And so it's easy to peel it off. If it's something that doesn't serve you and, and it's not what you actually want to be called, just rip it off and create a new label with the different name on it. Um, and I've always had this deep sense of obligation to show up in the world and be someone who allows people to see a different side of what it means to live with a disability. Mm. And so where do you think that comes from? (laughs) I think it's just something that's, deep inside man i think i i don't know where it comes from and i know that i'm not going to be the only person that feels this way but it's it's like an obligation that sits there and i'm like most people don't know what they don't know so if somebody comes up to me and they're like, it's good to see you out, right? Because that's what a lot of people will come up and say. It's good to see you out. And you have like, I think, two options of what to say and what I've heard a lot. So I can choose to be like, well, what am I supposed to be doing? Am I supposed to be sitting at home on the couch doing nothing? Or, hey, it's good to see you out too. I hope you're having a great day. Um, and choose to 
show up the way that you want people to view every other person who has that similar label that you have. Oh, you know what? When it comes to labels, and I do believe this is what creates so much separation. Um, well, I was just interviewing um, a wonderful individual from Bulgaria, and she was labeled as dyslexic. So it's really interesting because she says she wasn't really diagnosed with it, but she still claims that she has it. So I don't know if she's hanging on to the belief of her actually possibly having it. Or is it what people imposed on her conscious? So then, of course, they labeled her as being lazy. And they labeled her as being a rebellion. Now, of course, she was. they think she's lazy because, again, she rebelled against the school system, the communist school system out there, of course, in Bulgaria at the time. And therefore, of course, that equated to them believing that she was lazy. But she actually just didn't like school because, of course, when she changed her environment and went to America, everything had changed. So when mm-hmm. it's like when I changed my environment and went to Australia, whoa, I'm no longer black. And so when we look at labels and we look at this, you know, if we look at especially what's happening in America, you know what I mean? Um, and we look at fanaticism, we look at religionism. Hey, I'm Muslim. I'm black. You're too straight. You're too white. You're too gay. You're too this. There are so many. De- the LGB, I can't even pronounce it. I'm sorry for everyone out there. Uh, but the LGBT, LGBT. LGBT community. Uh, oh, oh, there we go. Okay. And God, these are just all labels, man. They're, they're, it, it, you know what? It's like the moment you say you're, what, what is it, Judaism or Hinduism. I read this in Stephen Covey's book earlier today. And you know what I mean? It just bugs me so much because the moment you say I'm a Democrat, that means you can no longer be friends with the Republicans. The moment you say you're a Republican, you can no longer be a friend, you know, friends with the Democrat. And Mauritania, the Western African country, the moment you say you are white, you will not shake hands with the brothers. The brothers will do the same thing with the whites. I just, I'm just amazed at the labeling that's happening. And you know what? Of course, it's something that's in me that's reflecting outward. And it's probably because of what I was labeled as as a child. Because when I used to have the white friends of black, I never really looked at it that way. But then when mm-hmm. things started happening to me, I'm like, oh my God, I am just a label in the American fabric. You know, that's what they said in the movie Great Debaters. You know, Samantha Book said, "I we are not just a color in the American fabric. We are the thread that holds it together. So... You know, when when you were labeled as having, you know, cerebral palsy, then you were talking about the interviews and you realized that they were a waste of time. I want I wanted to really hurry up and touch up on that, because what what do you mean by that? Uh, So I would do great on phone interviews. I would articulate myself, get past that point in the interview process. And I would get ready to walk in. And there's just a a look and an energy as soon as I walk through the door. And it's like, okay, this, this other human being is thinking, how much money is this going to cost? What extra do I need to provide for this person? Um before ever asking me a question when you when you know that that's the case and that's real 
And it's coming from a place of not understanding. Let me be clear about that. It, it happens. It's real. But ultimately, all these labels and even this story about the employment, it's only from a place of not understanding and not being able to be in the other person's shoes. Absolutely. Um, but I was just looking for an opportunity, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I was looking so much that at one point, I had been <laughs> I had been backed over by a car, man, and I had a cast on my leg, and I went into an interview um, with the the cast on my leg. Well, so I'm sorry, I, I had a stress fracture. That wasn't that was a different time. But I had a stress fracture. So I was walking around with a walker and had a cast on my leg. And I knew, I was like, well, I've got to interview. I got to make it happen. I got to show up. I got to be the person that shows up and says, I'm serious about trying to make this work for me. Um, Because I know that the opportunities are far and few between. And then you've obviously... um then got into like the, the world of entrepreneurship and you know and, and mindset coaching and, and everything uh, and obviously your movement as well uh, no label defines me so um at what point did you decide that was like your mission in life and like yeah just talk to us about um you, you know your movement there and um the good things that you've got going on um yeah. with the no label defines me um movement really yeah, so that started uh, two years ago, uh, and it was because I I changed my environment, and I went to a conference, and um, it was the Summit of Greatness, hosted by Taos, and... Wow, awesome, okay. I, I remember going, and I remember my buddy who... Actually, um, we did some work together, and that's how he he paid me um, for part of the work. Is he's like, "Hey, I want to take you to this event." I was like, "Great, man! That's going to be so fun." And he asked me, "How was the event?" I was like, "I'm so outside of my comfort zone." <laughs> I, I um. I showed up and I was like, what the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. You have all these people that are running companies that are creating massive things in the world. And I'm this dude who works for a nonprofit. Um, and so I was able to go from that to after that conference, I went to an emotional intelligence training and it just started opening up the possibility that I knew I was meant to do something more. Um, And I knew that I was bringing value to the people that I met when I was there. 
And so during that training, I, I went from the very first thing I said was, I want to write a book. Hmm. And that came out of nowhere. Like I had never said that before. And so I wrote a book and the premise was not a book to tell my story. The whole time I'm thinking about the people who are using the thing and would show up to me every day at work and say, I can't do that. It's not possible for me. And the only reason they would show up and say that is because they'd never seen it before. It's like all the stories that we hear about uh, running the mile, doing some uh, kind of trick on on a skateboard, snowboard. Once people see it, they know that it's possible. And you don't, you just don't know. It can be the smallest thing that opens up possibility. Like I've worked with people who have been told that they can't tie their own shoes. And it's because nobody's ever sat down and figured out how it's possible for them. Um, so my whole thing was, how do we start to give people more tools to create more possibility for themselves? And... I just, I gravitated to no label defines me because like I said, a label can be peeled off and it can be changed. And no matter who we are in the world, we're surrounded by labels and they're not going away. They're not going away. We're going to be wearing them 24 seven, 365 for your whole life. You're going to wear labels. The important thing is to know that you get to choose how you identify yourself. And if somebody else has a different label for you, say thanks for the feedback. And if it's something that doesn't serve you, change your location. Get out and don't don't interact with those people. Step away. And say, I know that I'm more than what you just said I am. I mean, that's, it's like what you've done, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I fill in the blank. You know, Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about, you know, overcoming your environment, being above your environment. And, you know, I, I mean, I've done that with my family, unfortunately, because, again, they would say something's weird with you. You're the outcast of the family because you want to travel because I felt there was a bigger calling in my life. So I had to make myself an inconvenience and ultimately destroy the relationships with the family that was no longer suitable for me. I had to love them from afar, love them to death. You know, my brother, boy, he hates me, I love him. I love everyone because again, I blamed them effectively. If they weren't, I mean, if they were just a little bit better, I wouldn't be the unbelievable human being I am today. So again, getting out of those environments and just completely changing your environment and especially switching, you know, how your results, you know, or your reaction to different situations, you know, um, again, had some amazing conversations over the past couple of days. And I realized that, you know, 
you can never take people seriously. Like, if you look at them, you could actually ask the question and say, hmm, why is it that they said that? That's very interesting. Is it because their childhood? Is it because this? Is it because that? See, when you answer or when you ask the right questions, you're going to start getting the right answers. Therefore, you might start mm -hmm. changing your belief system and the things that you've always believed and say, whoa, okay, she looked at me like that. That was very interesting. Is it because this happened in her life or that or that? Because it has nothing to do with me. See, it's all about the reactionary aspect of it too. So that was a that was an excellent point that you made, Nathan. Yeah. So I just had a um a conversation that uh I I know it will launch before this launches, but I had a conversation that launches today. Um and it's a guy who's also got cerebral palsy and we spend the whole episode talking about relationships and the the impact that the labels that we place on ourselves have on our relationships um in a in a romantic way and a lot of times people with disabilities uh don't have the opportunity to even discuss relationships so um Man, I mean, it's just it's just so powerful, and it is completely all about uh, what you believe about yourself. And by no means am I saying that every every person is going to be able to say uh, if you chose the label of "I'm a superhero," we're not all showing up as a superhero every day and every second of our lives that's just the target that's just what the goal should be but at some point we are going to show up as Clark Kent and we are going to have the insecurities about the power that is within us um, that we don't necessarily always know how to use or we don't remember that it's sitting there um, within us to be able to be used. Hmm. I mean, um, yeah, absolutely. I just want to pick up on something you said before, and um, before um, we started to record, we, we were having a good chat mm -hmm. about um, the Summit of Greatness um, event you went to and you've been a couple of times now. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you, you touched on the first time you, you went and kind of felt really outside your comfort zone. What happened the second time you went? Did you feel more like um yeah like how was the second time for you oh man so first time put everybody on a pedestal mm. second time i went with the intention to communicate with as many uh of the speakers that i could um because i realized that hey they're no better than me. They're a human being just like me. And they're just in a different circumstance than I'm in right now. And it was like one of the most empowering things to be able to go up and ask Jay Shetty, 
what does no label defines me mean to you? What did he say? And he's like, uh, he's like, it's a human construct that that we've made up, and really, it's about showing up, being human, and and. I'm making some of this up. I don't remember exactly <laughs> how he worded it, but yeah, I do remember he said, yeah, it's it's a human construct. And you know what I was thinking the whole time he was talking? I was thinking, man, he just, he is who he shows up <laughs> as in his videos. Yeah. Like, that is just who he is, and it doesn't matter who's talking to him he just is who he is and i think that's that is the the whole like if if the message is to succeed at the most massive level i think that's what i would want everybody to be is to be able to be comfortable with being exactly who they are at all times um but that is really what changed. It was like, okay, nobody here is better than me. And I have I have a platform that many of the people that follow me don't see doing this as an opportunity. So if I can get up and I can talk to Jay Shetty, ask a question, if I can ask Lewis how's a question, then who's coming behind me that can be a person like them just from seeing it as a possibility? That's profound. I like that because then, again, this goes back to you, you know, being labeled everything, but at the same time saying, you know what, I feel, and this is a decision that you ended up making, you said, you know what, I'm going to help other people who are going through this too. And I think that awareness, you know, just having a conversation right before this podcast with another brilliant human being, you know, her going through the depression, the anxiety and saying, you know what, I've been through this and other people are suffering through it. You know, that other people are suffering from it. And it's just like me, you know, when I went through the being black in Asia, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's funny. Being black in Asia, that's ridiculous, right? Uh, it's funny. It's funny. Um, but you know, going through the things I've been through and me not knowing who the Lewis Hose was, I didn't know who any of those people were. So the end of 2015, I found out about Napoleon Hill. I had already listened to uh, Les Brown a little bit and voice, uh, what is it, on YouTube videos, but there weren't that many videos of him out at that time as there are today. Jack Canfield uh, looked up Lisa Nichols and her story, but me diving into personal development saying, you know what? I think other people are going through this too. So. I decided to, you know, create, you know, just make my throat chakra flourish, you know, and resonate with the color blue. And I started using my voice and tried empowering people all around the world. And it's working. So it's amazing, Nathan, that, you know, and I'm so grateful that you said, you know what, I'm no longer a label. I'm going to create this. And, you know, you ended up going to, you know, these summits and meeting Jay Shetty and saying, hey, you know what? I'm no longer this. And you know what? I'm going to help other people get out of that too. So yeah. What a, what a story, man. 
absolutely. And so, Nathan, where do you um, kind of looking forward uh, to the future and everything? Where do you see your movement going and what are some of your you know, big goals for the future? So huge, huge, like unthinkable goal. <laughs> sure. Is to one day be on a stage like that. And to be able to share the message of no label defines me. Um, immediate goals, because ultimately I've only been doing this less than a year. Uh, immediate goals is I want to grow the number of people that I'm able to um, team up with when it comes to coaching and being that person who's able to ask the right questions to open up things for, for someone to step into new possibilities. Um, so I think there are going to be live events that, start to come up really right now I'm going through a major shift about the movement itself uh, because I invested myself in a coach and when I ultimately think about it we were talking about it before we started recording I started as the muscle motivator because I knew that being in the gym, lifting heavy weights was a way to get attention and get people to think, holy crap, how is this guy doing this? Right? And now um, it's like, who is Nathan Todd? And because I'm much more than lifting weights i'm much more than being the muscle motivator the muscle motivator is part of my story but there's there's much more and i think as i look into the future it's really about what are people who are feeling stuck in a label what do they need to hear is going to allow them to feel seen and feel heard because I ultimately think that when you feel seen and you feel heard, you feel the ultimate feeling of knowing that you as a person, so you as Arsenio, you as Luke, are enough as Arsenio and as Luke. And you don't have to try and be anything that you're not. So I don't know where that's going to take me in the journey, but I feel like that's, that's the next evolution is how do I support people in feeling seen and feeling heard so that um, 
they know that their label, whatever they choose, is going to empower them and it does not define them. I love that. And, um, you know, so I know that you have a workbook, I think, and obviously your podcast as well. So where can people connect with you more, download your um, or, you know, get your work, your workbook um, and listen to your podcast? Where can people connect with you, mate? Um, so it's going to be hard to get on here. I'm sure we uh, you guys can drop it somewhere. And, but yeah, it, yeah. yeah, I'll put it up in the comments. Yeah, no label defines me. Uh, dot my Kajabi uh, is where I'm putting most of the stuff. You can go find the podcast there. Um, but I'm on Instagram at at now. See, I'm so used to the muscle motivator. <laughs> the underscore Nathan underscore todd okay yes awesome i will um did i say comments i meant description guys i will put the um uh, uh nathan's yeah. instagram uh, yeah i know I'm, uh, yeah i'm like my head's like what <laughs> anyway um i will we'll put all of the details anyway in the description guys so if you want to um to connect with nathan more and you know um listen to his, his podcast and give him a little follow on um on instagram as well um i highly recommend you do so i connected with nathan probably about a couple of weeks ago and you know just loving his posts and what he's doing and and you know the no label defines me movement as well so nathan thank you for joining us man yeah absolutely uh, thank you for the opportunity to share the message you're very very well no worries no worries um, Arsenio, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, uh, well, you know, I'll just end with the quote that he said at the very end. He said, labels do not define you, they empower you. And I think people really, really need to understand that. Like, you know, uh, a lot of people point fingers and they talk about, you know, privilege and entitlement, this and that. But look at the ability. Do you have all six senses? Like, can you see? Can you hear? Can you touch? Can you taste? Can you Like, people, I think we're so out of touch with the with what we actually have at our disposal so man nathan remarkably inspiring thank you so much for coming on man yeah i appreciate it and if i can say one last thing to you absolutely um you may be sitting there and and you may be thinking uh nathan that that's good good for you right that that you've been able to do this um, that you've been able to find your voice and and be heard and seen, right? But I, I'm here to tell you that you can do the same thing and it doesn't have to be in the same way that I've used my voice, right? I don't know what you are meant to do in the world, but I know that every single person is meant to do something no matter what your physical capabilities, I know that you are meant to do something in the world and, and you have the, the power to, to find that within yourself because you need to be seen and you need to be heard because somebody that you know is waiting to hear from you. And if I was going to say we should strive for any label, 
other than our name. It's that we are all human beings. Remember that. Absolutely, man. What a way to finish. I love that. Thank you so much, Nathan. Um, so, guys, remember every episode, every episode, every new episode, um, not 100%, <laughs> drops on Friday. So, new episodes every Friday. And um, if you like this episode and want to share Nathan's message with somebody that needs to hear it, uh, then share this episode with them, of course, and leave us a, um, a review. And uh, don't forget to subscribe. But Nathan, thank you once again, Arsenio. Pleasure as always. And um, guys, we will uh, speak to you all soon. Cheers, Nate. Did you find this episode helpful? If you did, please leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe. New episodes of the Motivational Mentors podcast are available every Friday.